1: Not so long ago, employees who championed green issues in the workplace were looked upon as eccentrics. That's unlikely to be the case today, however. Sustainability is becoming a mainstream preoccupation for big business, and managers are increasingly expected to consider the environment when making decisions. In this changed corporate climate, green evangelists are more likely to get promoted than be marginalised as wackos. I'm Adam Jones, and in this Financial Times Management podcast, I'm talking to Andrew Shapiro, the founder and president of Green Order, a New York-based strategy and marketing consultancy. A specialist in sustainability issues, Green Order has advised a broad range of multinationals, including Coca-Cola, Pfizer and DuPont. Most prominently, it advised GE on the formulation of its so-called eco-imagination strategy. I wanted to find out what advice Andrew would give to those middle managers who are still unsure about integrating green thinking into their day-to-day jobs. But first I asked him whether the recession hadn't blown the whole sustainability agenda off course. After all, why should managers agonise over the environment when the talk in the boardroom is all about saving money and staying afloat?
2: Sustainability can be a source of great value creation for businesses, and particularly in a downturn there are reasons to... Uh, pay attention to these issues. I mean, the first is um, this core concept of efficiency that business can look at energy spend, uh, waste management, even things like water, materials, and find ways to save money by using the lens of sustainability as a way to innovate. And we're seeing companies historically that have saved tens, even hundreds of millions of dollars by using a green lens. And so now more than ever, you know, it may not be so much about broad marketing campaigns. Um, but, looking at operational efficiency and really digging in deep and that 's an area that we 're doing a lot of work with businesses today who are saying we need to you know cut costs and frankly. And wouldn't everyone rather uh, than cutting headcount and having to uh, let go of people figure out how to cut waste?
1: What about the opportunities for perhaps taking advantage of some of the the big public spending programs that are, are coming through the pipeline right now
2: so there's another area of opportunity in the u s and as well in in Western Europe there are all of these initiatives to stimulate the economy uh, by creating a cleaner energy infrastructure uh, it's It's in utilities and power and transportation. And so we're seeing a lot of corporations that are sort of saying, how do I get my piece of that stimulus pie, if you will? And so they're gearing up to create green jobs, because that's what governments want. They're um, deploying their technology expertise so that they can help build, a, uh, for example, an electricity grid that's smarter and better and able to uh, be more efficient and also deliver renewable energy on a regular basis. And... Deploying other technologies, for example, in the building sector, where there's going to be dollars to construct buildings that are greener and more efficient. So there's both a defensive angle here where businesses can save money, but also a really aggressive, uh, proactive element, too, where if they want to be able to be part of public-private initiatives and um, be a provider of choice, we talk about it. You know, in the U.S., there's a phrase that Congress has been using of trying to fund projects that are shovel-ready – Well, we talk about business needs to be stimulus ready to really orient their resources from product innovation and technology all the way through to the folks who manage government affairs to make sure that they're participating in this new green economy.
1: There seems to be lots of good strategic reasons for a company to engage in this kind of behavior. But when you view it from the selfish perspective of the individual manager, are there enough career rewards on offer to make it worthwhile for them to go green?
2: You know, one of the dirty little secrets here is that nobody really knows how to manage sustainability. Um, This is a new area. Most people haven't come up through their education and training or apprenticeships with um, deep knowledge of how to engage and manage these issues. So companies are grappling uh, for what the right strategies are around managing sustainability. It's an area in which we're doing a lot of work. And it means that there are opportunities for people who are entrepreneurial and want to seize opportunity in the workplace. Perhaps they've been in a more traditional functional area. Maybe they were were running something like supply chain or procurement or facilities or or fleets. Or maybe they ran a business unit, but they now have the opportunity in these kinds of positions to really communicate across the corporation and also to have access to the C-suite and the board of directors and to really engage the full workforce. And that means that uh, there's really terrific career opportunities. And I can tell you, uh, speaking to large companies as we do pretty regularly, that they're searching for folks who have traditional business skills and maybe have had P&L responsibility, but also are thinking in innovative ways about energy, environment, and corporate responsibility. And there are very few folks in that regard. So what we generally tell people are, you know, without regard to your resume and your training, see if you can get into a position like this, create opportunity, create value, see sustainability as an opportunity for return on investment by the company. And it can really be a great career uh, advancing opportunity. And a way almost to reinvent oneself in this time when folks are wondering whether they will have a job uh, some weeks or months to come. If you've come up with some great green ideas as a manager, how do you go about
1: implementing them? How do you get colleagues and subordinates enthused?
2: So one of the lessons that we've learned having done this now for nearly 10 years at Green Order is that To have a successful strategic initiative around sustainability, you must have buy-in at the highest levels. You really do need that CEO or chairman who's going to be a cheerleader for initiative, who's going to inspire the whole workforce and the the various array of stakeholders. But you also need to get into the trenches. You need to – make this something that's the lifeblood of the enterprise that is, we like to say, really part of the DNA of the organization. And that's where someone who's in a you know uh, a middle management position can do great things to figure out how do we train folks, how do we do internal communications, how do we create uh, scorecards and dashboards to measure and track performance across lots of different functional areas or businesses. And so, again, the area of managing sustainability today is one that provides great opportunities to both manage up and manage down. And um, so for folks who are interested in engaging in lots of kinds of different business dynamics, this is an area that holds a lot of promise.
1: You mentioned scorecards there. It's quite easy to measure the cost savings that a green technology project might bring to a factory. But if you are looking at the effect of green initiatives on the image of a company, that's more difficult to measure. Bearing that in mind, what tips do you have for managers who want to show that they are making progress on sustainability issues, but perhaps don't have the tools or the metrics to do
2: so right now? So that's a great question. I mean, there are ways to track one's progress on reputation. Um, but honestly, I think companies have to get comfortable with the notion that there are going to be both tangible and intangible benefits to any sustainability program. You should look for cost saving. You should look for opportunities to be more efficient around materials and product and facilities. But there's going to be benefits that you know are not going to be easily quantified. The question then really comes in thinking about how those benefits stack up against other priorities of the company. There are all sorts of things that businesses do to align and incentivize and inspire employees to engage with their key constituents outside, obviously the investor community, but also governments and non-governmental organizations. And we see increasingly that this is an area where there's a lot of bang for the buck, if you will, to use a U.S. expression, um, and a lot of potential payback. Now, there are some interesting models that we've created where companies can do kind of a baseline and track, you know, how are we doing in the eyes of stakeholders in this area today, and then come back 6, 12, or 24 months even later and say, have we improved? Plus, there are an increasing number of external third-party tools. There are indices, like Dow Jones has a sustainability index. Um, You know, obviously, there are many others. Uh, But there are an increasingly number of robust tools out there that are judging and rating and and essentially categorizing companies based on how they do on a whole variety of key performance indicators in the sustainability arena.
1: Andrew Shapiro, thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Pleasure to speak with you.